Yo, what's good, everybody? I want to thank you for tuning in to another Tyler Perry Sisters Review Season 3, Episode 10, entitled Run, Tell, That. This is the episode before the mid-season finale that will be coming on next Wednesday at 9 p.m. on BET. And I must say that this episode, for me, was very underwhelming. Very underwhelming. I did not like this episode at all. I didn't like it at all. Last season, season two, the episode that came on before the mid-series finale was actually kind of fire because it was the episode when we find out that Aaron knew Gary. And it and that's how the episode ended with Aaron and Karen hopping out of bed to go rush over to Andy's house. So it gave us like some excitement, something to look forward to. And I felt like this episode just missed the mark altogether was nowhere near it to me I have no excitement I have nothing to look forward to to me even with the preview for next week it was like same old same old same old same old but we we will get into that later if this is your first time coming to my channel welcome if you are a returning family member supporter all of that y'all already know I look forward to talking to y'all and getting y'all opinion and see how y'all been doing so without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this thing. I'm not going in chronological order. We just going to go as it comes because everybody got on my nerves. <laughs> everybody got on my nerves this episode. The only person who didn't get on my nerves that much was Karen. And that's only because baby girl was in this episode for uh, like literally two minutes. But I'm sure she would have stayed around. She probably would have got on my nerves too. So, um, so I'm open up with Danny and Sabrina. Now... We find out through Sabrina that Danny moves extremely fast when she's in a relationship, when it comes to men. So she quickly likes them. She quickly moves them in. And then she quickly stops liking them. So here we are thinking, well, here I was thinking, because I don't know how you guys felt or, or thought in this moment. But I'm thinking that there was something special about Danny asking Preston to move in with her or telling him that he could stay with her. But we realized it was nothing special about that. This is just what Danny does. This is just a part or a step in her relationship um, structure. I like you. Come stay with me. And then she easily gets, you know, gets tired of these men. And Preston is no different. The only difference is he hasn't done anything to her. For her to feel the way that she feels. And then she was like, well, you know, maybe it's just me. I said, yes, sis, it's you. It's all you. It's not him. <laughs> and it's very rare that you could put 100% blame on somebody. But to me, when it, comes to, when it comes to Danny and Preston, I believe that Preston represents everything that Danny has stated that she wanted in a man. And you have this man and you're still not satisfied and you're still looking for ways to sabotage this great thing that you have. You know, and I know a lot of people, you know, as a as a whole will say that Danny has the best relationship. And to me, that's outside looking in. But when we really look and examine, there's nothing stable about their relationship. I think that Preston has been getting the short end of the stick for a while now. So it, it really interests me how, you know, we have felt that as a whole, that has been a stable situation when it really hasn't. Like you think about the last time we actually saw both of them happy. So I'm going I'm to get on Danny. I'm sorry. I, I'm not sorry. 
When Danny tells Sabrina that Preston does not ask her anything of substance, all he talks about are cows and farms, but never ask her anything of substance. And I said, I'm, I'm sorry. When has Danny ever presented herself as a woman of substance? Like, I really want to know exactly what she meant by that because I'm like, what the, wait a minute. Wait a minute. When you think about everything that Preston has endured when it has come to dealing with Danny, I'm like, for me, this man has, number one, you slept with him on the first night, so he ain't have to do too much. You gave it up so easy, you ain't even fooling him. If you did again, then you probably, again, talking about your next sin, you a Christian, that's Lauren Hill. But that's beside the point. <laughs> that's beside the point. I ain't saying Danny is a bad person because she gave it up on the first night. I'm just saying he ain't have to do too much to get it. We all, well, I ain't going to say we all been there. Some of us have been there before. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, that's a that's an issue for me at this point in time. Well, you're trying to establish something with somebody for it to be led off with sex. So, and she did say that, you know, I want to have something more in common with him than just sex. But you're not, you didn't even try. I'll get to that in a minute. This man caught her with another man who was butt ball naked, who didn't have a problem showing his entire body to Preston. He was not embarrassed or ashamed. He didn't try to cover up. It's like, this is me in all of my glory. You know what I'm saying? Then, Preston is also a comforter. He has comforted Danny in her moments of vulnerability, which hasn't been many, but he's always been there. He gives her that that moment that when you come home, you can relax with me, you can chill with me. I got you. You ain't got to worry about cooking. I already took care of that. I massage your feet. Whatever you want, Preston has made himself available. And one of the major issues that I have with Danny when it comes to Preston is that she hasn't even put forth an effort to really get to know him. Like he hasn't asked you anything of, of substance. What do you ask him? Because everything about Preston that she doesn't like, she diminishes everything about him that makes up Preston, that makes up him. He likes Kentucky bluegrass music. You ever just stop to ask him what makes him like it instead of just cutting it off when you come home? This is something that he enjoys, but he stifles himself. He stifles the things that bring him pleasure if she doesn't like it. Oh, I only listen to this when Danny isn't home. No. That's not how that should work. And I just feel like, you know, Danny has done a piss poor job. And I know for a long time, the excuse has been, oh, Danny is just afraid for somebody to love her. She's not used to having a man like Preston and I said, you know, we can't even use that excuse anymore because that excuse could be used for every woman on this show. They all know what it feels like to be hurt. They all know what it feels like to want to protect themselves from being hurt again. I just think Danny is a poor ass excuse for building something with someone and you treat him like crap and he doesn't, he doesn't know why. And it's because Danny won't be honest with herself. Therefore she can't be honest with Preston but if I was Preston I would get the hell up out of Dodge because I feel like at this point in time Danny is not even worth the trouble she's not even worth going through the process of trying to break things down to figure out how we gonna make this thing work because to me you're disrespectful what can he do with that and then say oh he's not doing this he's not asking me you ain't asking nothing either at least he put forth an effort to show Danny Danny doesn't do the same in return so 
I ain't really have no no major words for Danny on this episode. Danny probably the person who pissed me off the most, actually. So let's get to Zach and Fatima. Um, I'm getting so sick and tired of now. <laughs> like I said, everybody got on my nerves this episode, but I'm so sick and tired of them with this ping pong match when it comes to whatever the hell they're doing. And we've gotten to the point where she brings up Danny, excuse me, she brings up Karen every episode. She brings up the fact that Zach is still in love with Karen, that Zach loves Karen, that Zach had sex with Karen. And I'm just like, newsflash, sis, you are not, you are not Zach's woman. You're not his woman. And as of this episode, she still has not given Zach a definitive answer about the direction or what she wants to have with him. And I know later on in the episode, Fatima tells Andy that, you know, she really likes Zach and she wants to, you know, give them a chance. And it's like, I understand that, but I'm like, at this point, you asking too much for, from someone when you're not willing to give him anything in return other than your body. When she tells him, I want you to stop having sex with her or it's going to happen again. Or I said, Fatima, you doing too much, sis. So you really making me question you in relationships. I'm starting probably to understand why old boy left you on Friday and got married on Saturday because you you require too much and your your requirement level from that other person, you ain't meeting it. Or you ain't trying to give in a little bit. So we're gonna see what happens, you know, next episode. But I'm just tired of this ping pong match. I think I'm just tired of the the whole thing as a whole. Tyler's writing, you know, all of that good stuff like that because it, it is so challenging to really appreciate or like these characters because we don't know jack about them they'll give us little nuggets and it's like okay well give us more nope we're gonna drop this here and we won't tell y'all nothing again until three seasons later like that's how this is becoming so when fatima walks out well let's go back because she asked that you know is she the rebound chick and he tells her you know you're not the rebound chick and he was like i really believe like you helping me get over her let me tell you something <laughs> Any man or woman says that to you, that is a red flag, okay? I'm not saying that he's not overcaring, but I don't want to be a person in your life that's helping you cope with the loss of a relationship. Because that's basically to me what that what that's what that meant. Yeah, it hurt. I'm not all the way over her, but because I have you, you're helping me get over her. Hell no. Now, I do understand what it's like, like he stated. You know, that was three years of history. I'm just supposed to, like, you know, let go of that, act like that doesn't exist. So we know that there will probably always be a love for each other, but I wouldn't be that woman that's going to continue to justify why I have these feelings for this person. I'm not in love with them, but I do. I have about one, two two exes that I will always care about, will always deeply care for, but there is nothing romantically that exists between us. It's nothing there, but I do genuinely care about them and I care about their well-being. I want the best for them and I hope they have whatever life they choose to have. But it's like, I'm not going to continue with my dude to say, yeah, well, okay, will you still love them? Yes. Why? We we ain't going there. We, We ain't going there. So I just, I just really would love to see some intentionality with these couples and people just being definitive in their feelings. And even if they don't know how they feel, express that to the person that you're with or the person that you're trying to build something with at that time. Like, I really don't know how I feel, but I know I want to be with you or something. It's just, it's, it's draining and it's, and it's, it's down there tiresome. So let's get to Zach. So <laughs> Zach 
gets to the point where he really understands and comprehends that he has $787,000 from this stock. So he goes to, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. He goes to the bank and he speaks to homegirl who is over the stock at the bank. And she was just trying to, you know, inform him and let him know of certain things. And Zach was like, you know, and I do respect the fact he was like, I don't, I don't understand what that means. Can you email it to me? And so she was like, sure. And so, um, I want to say that he put 200, 200, 200,000, whatever it was in an account. And so he has, I think $500,000 that he's going to play with. And so he asked her to make a cashier check out for 72,000 and she was like, okay, make it out to whom? And he just had this big smile on his face. So we all knew that that was for Karen because that's how much he feels that he, that he still owes her. I said it that way that, you know, what he feels he still owes her because there have been so many people with the comments and the inboxes I've gotten the messages about, you know, he don't owe her anything. Why do he feel like he got to pay her? And I said, well, first of all, Karen is not making him pay her anything. He stated that that's what he wanted to do, you know, by his calculations. This is how much he's in debt to her and he doesn't want anybody holding anything over his head. So that's what he wanted to do. So let Zach do what he wants to do with his money. And hopefully we could put an end to this Zach and Karen thing, but I'll get to that when we discuss this preview for next week. So Sabrina knows the ass. Um, she goes to Maurice thinking Maurice knows what Zach is there for, what's going on. Maurice doesn't know. So, so when Zach leaves, he does not acknowledge Sabrina. I don't even know why these women attempt to speak to him, be nice to him. He don't like y'all. Just leave leave him the hell alone. So she goes over to homegirl and she asked, you know, her, what was he there for? She told him and told her how much money that he walked out the bank with. And Sabrina was like, him, him. And she was like, yeah, him and told him about the stock or whatever. So we do find out that it is not Sabrina who tells Karen nor Danny about the money, but we'll get to that. Um, we will really get to that in a minute. So you could, you could tell Zach is feeling himself a little bit. Cause not everybody's stuff a little funky. You know, when you get your money, I'm gonna get you a little funky $300 back. So now for Tima's apartment, I ain't asked this thing, a little funky apartment chain breakers truck is now y'all gave me a little funky truck back. I said, boy, <laughs> Zach reminded me of so many black people, not all, but it, it Definitely people in my life. Y'all, I mean, look, I'm going to give you a little funky $400 back. And after that, I ain't going to ask to borrow nothing else. Well, have for, give me my money. Give me my little funky 400 Don't ask me for anything else. But anyway, so, excuse me. So with Zach, he ends up telling um, Danny about his come up, which I said, of all the people, why are you telling Danny your business? Because you, he felt like Sabrina was going to tell them anyway, and I guess he was trying to just beat them to the punch or whatever. But Sabrina hadn't told anybody at that point. And so he asked Danny, what would she do with that money if she came up like that? And I said, she the wrong person to ask. Danny don't never have no damn money. Danny smokes her money away. That's why she be struggling. Like, And, and I think to me, that's a, that would have been another turn up. I don't want to be with someone who's struggling like that. You struggling, you hide from your landlord because, you, you know, just on paper, Danny is not a good catch. <laughs> like, we're pressing. I'm like, it's just not a good catch. Like, you know, you, she always running from the landlord. She don't have the money, but she spends her money on weed. She's a supervisor, a supervisor at the airport, and she never has any money. That let me know Danny smokes a hell of a lot, and I know those pens are not cheap. 
I'm like, sis, you got a problem. You got Houston. We have a problem. And so he tells Danny that, you know, he's going he's gonna to put in his two weeks notice, which he had already did, and uh, which I felt like was a huge mistake. He quit Chain Breakers and he quit his job. And I know people have different, you know, feelings about that. But I'm just like, he's moving very fast with this money. And I do understand, like, first of all, get you some transportation and get you a place to live, Zach. Those are the two things Zach needs to do the most. I just felt like him quitting everything that's giving him his income. I couldn't do that, even with, especially with the things he wants to do. He has a great idea about buying the duplex, buying these other properties, flipping them. That's really good. But I'm like, sir, don't forget how much money you actually have. Because to get into that business, and to, it's something. You know what I'm saying? It's something. But he has a great idea. I just, I just feel like this thing with Zach is going to be short-lived, mainly because this is Tyler Perry. And Tyler Perry hates happiness. And right now, Zach is very happy. But nobody really gets to be happy on the Tyler Perry show any longer than four episodes, which is what, one day? <laughs> you know, so I'm just like, you know, I am excited for him, you know, just to, for him to experience this. But I'm just like, Lord, I know it's going to blow up in his face. I just do. I just know it. So Sabrina, Sabrina knows it. Sabrina is always in somebody's business. She is always in somebody's business, her and Danny. And I'm like, y'all lives is a damn shit show right now. But yet you're always in somebody's, you know what I'm saying? You're always in somebody's business. So Danny calls Karen. Karen is at work. She calls Karen. And she's like, are you sitting down? She was like, no, I'm with a client or a customer or whatever. And so she was telling her about Zach. And she calls Sabrina on three-way so that Sabrina could confirm what she was saying. And I'm just like, this, you know. Then Karen was like, you know, Danny, why are you telling me this? And she was like, I just felt like, you know, I just believe you wanted to know. This goes back to the, this, this shit. I'm just irritated. <laughs> this shit been going on since the first season with Danny, Zach, and Karen. And this is one character trait of Danny that I absolutely hate. First of all, if you've been following me since I've been doing the sister reviews, you know that I did not like Danny. Like, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, she my dog. I did not like Danny. It took me a long time to like Danny. And I don't like her that much now. Like, I, she's not my favorite. But, you know, that's still my dog. That's still my good sis. I, she just not, you know. She just do things to me that I, I believe is so beneath her. And I just feel like when you, it would have been, it's a difference if you knew that Zach and Karen was just like a sex thing. But when you know that this is your girl who you know since college, this is a man who she was in love with at one point and, and with, and this is still the, the guy who she still got mad love for. And the fact that you kind of play them off of each other, I, I feel it's foul as hell. And she's done it several times. She'll tell Karen, yeah, Zach talking about this new girl, Fatima. And, you know, he talks about her all the time, and I think he really likes her. And she's done that several times, and she'll tell Zach something. And he was like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't care about Karen. She's doing her own thing. I'm doing my thing. And so she'll be like, yeah, because, you know, I mean, she ain't worried about you because she went Aaron. And Aaron do I, I just don't like that because I feel like you playing with people's feelings when you still know that that's still a, a, a fresh, open wound. Why do you do that? Like, that's something about Danny that I just do not like at all. And so my thing with Karen... Same thing. It's like, sis, stop telling this woman, stop asking her, Danny, why are you telling me this? Danny, what makes you think I want to know this? Put your foot down and tell Danny, Danny, I'm gonna, I'm only going to tell you this one time. 
out of respect for me, don't tell me anything that's going on with Zach. He's moving on with his life, and I'm move, I'm trying to move on with mine. And I just hate that these are like repetitive cycles of dialogue, repetitive cycles of actions that we have been seeing since the first season. And I do understand that these episodes pick up like the the next moment week by week. And because of that, it creates these like it gives us so much opportunity to get pissed off because we get stuck. And like we were stuck in the matrix with these damn people. And it's like, damn it. Can you just grow up? Can you just stop doing this, please? And it's irritating. Like, I can't tell y'all how bad this episode irritated me. It just wasn't a good episode, especially with it only having one more. Next week is the mid-season finale. Like, it's just, it was just stupid. And so, Sabrina confirmed everything. It was legal. Karen asked, was it legal? She confirmed that it was. Because, again, Sabrina doesn't know the ins and outs of this situation. She only knows the amount of money that Zach obtained from this stock. So, Maurice, oh, father. <laughs> so, you know, Maurice cooks for Q. And Q was like, I let me give Tyler his props. That was actually some real food on that plate, okay? I was like, wow, because normally, you know, he had people eating air, <laughs> you know. I said, okay, Tyler, you got some, you got some um, real food. I'm shocked, but I'm somewhat proud because we normally don't get that. But anyway, so... Q was like, <laughs> he asked Maurice, so what, what, what are we doing for the day? Maurice like, what? I'm going to work. What, what you mean? And so he did not trust Q to be at his house. He had already stole from, well, stole from Calvin. And even with this whole situation with Maurice and Q, it is, it baffles me. It baffles me that Q is a known prostitute. He is, he's a known prostitute. He's a known meth user. He slept with your friend in your house and you went behind all of that. Like Maurice, baby, what's going on? What is going on with you, sir, that you would stoop this low that you feel like your self-worth is that? I just don't understand it. But we find out that Maurice did leave Q in his house. So I'm so interested in finding out what's there when he gets back, but obviously everything must be good because we do see Q in Maurice's bed in the um, upcoming preview. So Sabrina goes back in the break room to where Maurice is texting Q. And um, he's all, you know, googly, get, get, giddy, and, you know, I guess feeling all good good from the night before. And I ain't going to lie. Maurice threw me off. He was like, his throat was hurting. I said, oh, my God. I choked up because I laughed. I just wasn't expecting that. And so um, I'm just like, you know, and Sabrina was like, mm -mm -mm, I don't have a bad feeling about this. And I said, Sabrina, how the hell you always having a bad feeling about this for everybody else shit, but you can't see your stuff. You got a bad, I got a bad feeling about this from everybody else, but not you. It baffles me. It baffles me. And then speaking of Sabrina, so <laughs> Sabrina is leaving work. Who comes in? Jacoby. I said, see, this the bullshit I be talking about. This this is that stuff that Tyler be doing. So now all of a sudden we're supposed to believe that Jacoby is this crazy person. We're supposed to believe that Jacoby ain't got all his screws tightened. Like, what are you trying to project? What are you trying to demonstrate? What are you trying to show about Jacoby? Because I'm like, how the hell do you flip these characters so quick? I don't understand it. And Sabrina is acting all fearful 
excuse me, I mean hit the mic. She's acting all fearful with Jacoby, and I'm just like, what is this? Like she really acts like Jacoby attacked her, hit her. I don't understand what's going on. It just seems so damn left field dish. Not no, it ain't no left field dish. It extremely left field. And I'm just like, so what is this? What last that's why I'm like, this shit. Last night episode was like, <laughs> I wish y'all could have saw my face. I was perplexed 90% of this episode. I'm just looking like, what? Huh? That's how I was. I just did not understand it. Another moment that gave me asking all these questions. We learned to ask in elementary school with language. Andy and damn Robin and, and Fatima. I said, Fatima, why are you hyping? Why he got Tyler? Why does Tyler have Fatima hyping up Robin as if he's the best thing since sliced bread? I'm like, don't get me wrong. He cute or whatever, but it ain't, it ain't that damn deep. Like it's really not. He don't even have that kind of sex appeal to me. He's just like, yeah, he cute next. You know, that's, I don't get that sexy, you know, I don't get that from him. But anyway, Andy, Andy tells Fatima, we just have so much in common. I said, wait, (laughs) wait, who, when, how, where sis, where? I said, so did the viewers, did I miss a part of the, of their conversation when they found out they had a lot of things in common? I didn't, we didn't see that. What the, what the hell do y'all have in common, Andy? The fact that y'all are attracted to each other, the fact that y'all want to have sex with each other. I don't, is that's the only thing I see. That is the only thing I see. And I'm like, even for me, I know there are a lot of people who feel in Robin, who like Robin and that's all good. I don't like Robin. I don't like Robin because I have an issue with anybody who is willing to pursue another person when they are engaged or when they are in a committed relationship that says a lot about you. And I'm like, I would love to see not right now because Andy is all kinds of jacked up, but I would love to see a a love interest introduced for Andy's character. That is not after her body. That's a part of it. We do understand that. But it's just like every man that comes into Andy's life is like solely about, I just want to have sex with you. I, I want to be with you in that way. Except Paris. You know, he actually was feeling her. But Andy was so upset with Gary and mad and angry and hurt that she basically, she planned to have sex with Paris. Y'all remember that red little negligee heifer, that heifer had on under that dress at the club? And I was like, well, dang, Andy, like she doesn't mind being objectified by men. She doesn't mind being considered this lawyer who got her way to the top by having sex with men, by wearing, you know, revealing clothing. She doesn't care. And now you have a possible partner. And then when he said, I know you might be engaged, but you might be seeing me around. I said, what the hell those two got those things have to do with each other? Like what the... This episode, this episode gave me a damn headache. Like I just, it was a whole bunch of nothing. Honestly, it was a whole bunch of nothing. I just did not, I just did not understand it. I really didn't. And so with, um, with Andy, so she, Andy gets home and she's hearing noises in her bedroom and her bedroom door is closed. So she opens the bedroom door and she sees, Gary in the bed with the woman on top of him and another woman to the side of the bed. And that's how it goes off. I said, what? You know, 
Tyler and whoever who may be a part of the show who listens to me because I know some of y'all do. Um, what the hell is going on? <laughs> you know, what the hell? It ain't no, and, and always, I, let me be very clear, this is no diss to the talent that's on the show because I love all of them, and I think they are incredibly gifted and talented. But they can only do so much. They're not damn superheroes. They can't, pre- they cannot pre- perform at a masterful level when you have elementary, uh, elementary-ass script, elementary-ass dialogue. So I give them props for what they have been able to do, but it's just like this is getting boring quickly. This is becoming stupid, in, for lack of better words. Like, I borderline hate this show. But because I'm so, but because I'm so invested, I want to know how things play out because it's like, this doesn't even make sense. This doesn't make sense. And it was so, it was so interesting because and I'm gonna get to the preview for next week, but me and my homegirl was talking about Zach and I know it's a lot of Zach lovers out there. I get it. Zach gets entirely too much screen time. This show is called sisters. If you want Zach to be this breakout star, put his ass on bruh. I'm sorry. He gets way too much screen time. And it's just like the core women of this show, he was only like connected with them because they were Karen's friends. He's actually cool with Danny. So I can understand them being cool at work. But all this outside information when it comes to Zach, I feel is is not needed. We already struggled. Tyler struggled, excuse me. Tyler already struggled with dealing with the lives and the ins and outs and the relationship horrors and tragedies of these four women now you introduce Fatima and now you have made Zach to have a bigger role on the show so it's like the people who we were familiar with seeing their stuff is kind of going to the background and you're putting so much emphasis on Fatima and Zach like I understand you know showing these these this new situation but it's like no I no no this to the vow I ain't gonna say that whatever never mind I just don't think that he should be getting as much screen time as he does that's just my personal opinion it takes away from the show like I don't you got your money okay cool what (laughs) you know it's just I I just I'm I don't have every I, I just don't have an interest and it has nothing to do with him not me not liking his character it's just like this show ain't about him it is quickly becoming the Zach show and if that's the case give DeVal his own damn show or put his ass on bro, like I said. So let's get to this preview. So Andy goes off on Gary and the two women that are in her bedroom. Um, I don't know what type. <laughs> I don't know what type of sex therapy this is, but this some bullshit. This some straight bull. Um, and it's crazy disrespectful, you know. Gary told her, you know, my therapist want to come over tonight so that we could be in something. <sighs> I'm trying to understand, like, what the hell is this woman on top of you, whether she's grinding or making these noises? What is that supposed to do for you? Because you obviously, you don't have an issue getting it up. You have a, your issue is accepting the fact that Andy has had sex with somebody other than you. And I'm trying to understand that because at the same time when he was messing with Andy initially, he was still married. And I'm supposed to believe he wasn't having sex with Jasmine. Lies. And they've had sex. Andy and Gary has had sex since Andy has excuse me, since Andy has had sex with Paris. So this is a horrible storyline. 
I hate the fact that Andy is quote unquote like the star of the show because her storyline is so weak and it's so stupid and it's so like unintelligent, unintelligently written that it's like no nobody like Andy no more. <laughs> For those women who were lawyers, black lawyers, and they felt like they saw themselves in Andy, don't nobody we don't care. We like Gary could literally knock her ass upside the head. We wouldn't bat an eyelash. <laughs> Be like, well, you should have left a long time ago. Like, we don't care anymore. We just don't care. And this this little oh God. Okay, ain't gonna get into that. I just it's just dumb. Then we see Calvin and Sabrina. Lord, why? Just why that I said, I know, I know they not on this screen kissing. I know they not. I just like you so much. So you're afraid of Jacoby who has never disrespected you other than accusing you of that. That that was foul. We already have established that Calvin has physically assaulted you. Calvin has called you out your name. Calvin was irate when he came into your place of employment, not once, but twice has he shown his natural ass at your place of employment and you have no fear with, with, with Calvin. It doesn't bother you that he has done these things to you. You're so lovey dovey with him. I said, Tyler can kiss my entire ass because I'm not going to act like Calvin is Mr. Goody two shoes. Calvin got some, Calvin has some problems. Calvin has some internal issues. I feel that he needs to get checked. Cause I wouldn't be surprised if he was pushed Sabrina. I, I get that vibe from him. You've already, he's already displayed to me that he's capable of doing that. I just know. Let's just do it our way. And they start kissing, but you don't have a bad feeling about that. It's just dumb. It's just so <laughs> incredibly stupid. And I'm sorry. I don't even mean to be like, so like, you know, critical in a sense, but I feel like just as viewers, we deserve so much more. We deserve so much better. Tyler episodes are always a hit and miss. You may get an episode that's like a five. Then the next week you get an episode that's a two. You might get a six. And then the next episode is a one. And it's just like, come on. Where's the consistency? It's just, it, and, and it just goes back to his writing, of course. And excuse me. So Zach and Karen give another final goodbye for the damn umpteenth time. I'm like, damn, how many goodbyes y'all got to give? Give her the cashier's check and go about your way. Go to Fatima house. Karen, you got a 7:30 date <laughs> movie date. Cause you ain't got no TV. You and Aaron supposed to be watching the movie. I don't know how that's going to work, but nevertheless, what I just, I have never seen exes act the way that they do. I have never seen exes be so involved when they don't have children together, they don't have any businesses together, they don't have any joint accounts, nothing. They don't have anything. You could have waited till the next day, go to Karen's shop doing regular business hours to give her that. Now, I do believe that when he, you know, they tell each other they love each other, which we are all aware of that, and they probably will forever have a love for each other. We get it. I do believe he kissed her on the cheek. And they were saying their goodbyes, obviously, because we see him at Fatima house after that. And then we see her at her house with with Aaron. I'm just I am sick of Zach and Karen. And that dynamic, I, I, I don't understand it. And so um, one of my supporters or whatever, I am very, very um, 
intentional about protecting y'all privacy on social media. So I would never say y'all screen name. I'm like, yeah, such and such gave me this or sent me this question unless you give me permission. Cause I don't want nobody like, I'm like, yeah, uh, applesauce 25 sent me this and I don't want nobody going to y'all page and looking out. I, I don't like that. So, um, I do like, I'm really serious about that. So unless someone give me like permission to say something, I would never say your, your screen name or nothing like that. So it was really like, you know, she sent me this, uh, we were talking back and forth today on Instagram and basically it was kind of like, you know, these circular storylines that Tyler Perry loves to do. It, it, he, and I don't know why we, I don't know why he just won't dead this Karen and Zach thing because nobody wants them together. They are so toxic, you know, and I don't even think they're necessarily bad people. They're just bad for each other. So I really want them to go about their damn way and just leave each other the hell alone. It, it's, it's so sickening. Um, what else happened on this damn preview? Uh, uh <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, Aaron. So <laughs> Aaron is at Karen's house and he basically tells her that his pastor asked him to step down from the teaching. And, um, Karen was like, well, just tell, I guess because, you know, he slept with Karen. At least he was honest with his pastor. Most men of the cloth and women of the cloth, they be out here just having sex and they ain't saying nothing to nobody. They just out here wilding. And so, um, Karen was like, well, tell him it won't happen again. I was like, sis, you don't even believe that. You not had sex with this man. You not said he took you to outer space and into the heavens. And you telling me you ain't going to try to have sex with him again? Lies. So he was like, well, um, it wouldn't be a problem if we were married. I said, what? Huh? At this point, and y'all know I ride hard for Karen and Aaron. They getting on my damn nerves, too. Because I'm like, you know what? Y'all ain't nowhere near ready for no damn marriage. Number two. I was, t- I forgot who I was talking to. And I'm just like, you know, we have gone this whole time without knowing how Karen really feels about Aaron. We know that Aaron loves her. We know that Aaron is in love with her. We don't know how she feels. She, uh, you know, we, she has been so like, not oblivious, but Tyler has written his character. I know that, you know, she got this hard shell and, but normally when she's around Aaron, it's, it's a softer Karen. And I just find it very interesting that she has not initiated to tell him, this is how I feel about you. This is how I see you. This is, you know, how I want our situation to be. I value you in my, something. It's just, it's just like surface at this point. Aaron definitely takes on the bulk of the responsibility and the things that they discuss and how deep they go. But it's just like, I just want to see her say something for once. You know what I'm saying? Like you say something. And so, that was the, oh, and then um, Q tells Maurice, you know, I got to tell you something. And whatever he tells him, Maurice was like, you need to get your ass out of here. And that was the end of the preview. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, mm. I'm going to have to put out, like, a whole lot of videos <laughs> for this show because my um, my interest is be- almost becoming non-existent. And... I don't want that to happen because I do want to, I will continue to do the reviews and nothing's going to change about that. But it's just like my interest for this show is who it gets lower and lower almost every week. You know, it, it, it does. And, um, I saw someone who got an opportunity to go to Tyler Perry studios, um, to meet with, uh, some of the cast members of sisters and she, and in her post, she stated that they were able to see the the mid season finale, and they also was able to see the season finale. And she was like, "Baby, y'all ain't ready, or y'all ain't gonna see this coming." 
And I didn't even get happy. I said, you know what that tells me? That tells me the next 11 episodes going to be just as boring as these first 11 episodes. Because if you could show somebody the season finale and they don't know what led up to this stuff happening, that lets me know the same slow process, boring storylines, circular narratives is going to exist in these next ones. Because there's just no way in hell. There's just no way. But anyway, y'all. I'm gonna come out with some more videos and I, I might be a little bit more happy <laughs> in them. I just like I said, everybody pissed me off today. I'm sorry. They they just they just really did. I just felt like we it was a, this episode was a slap in the face. I I can't call it a filler episode. I don't know what the hell this was. This was like a this, this title of this episode should have been called Confusion. Not run tell that. It should have been called Confusion because nothing made any damn sense. Um, but <laughs> I do appreciate y'all. Hell, since I'm already at 40 minutes, let me let me answer these two questions that were sent to me. Um, one question was, um, do I think Karen is mad at herself now that Zach has money? And my answer is, like, do is she mad at herself for letting Zach go now that he has money? And my my answer to that is no, because I think people forget, <clears throat> excuse me, that Aaron has money too. And if we going to be all the way 100, you know, Zach 78, what was it? $787,000. Don't compare to what Aaron has. I don't know what all he has, but I remember when he was going through his divorce settlement and he told Andy that he was willing to give Fawn $1.2 million, the house, the car, and $25,000 a month, I believe in child support or something. I said, what the hell, Aaron, what do you do? Because, baby, you got bank. You got bank. So I don't I don't believe that money was the biggest issue in Karen and Zach's relationship, but it was an issue. And I think something that we have never gotten an answer to is that Zach had been working for three years at the airport, and the only thing that he ever gave Kevin, I'm just kidding, the only thing that he ever gave Karen was half of the deposit for the place that she lives now, and he did not do anything else. And people love to bring up them three little ass checks that he gave her after three years in which she gave it back. So let's not get up here acting like, you know, Zach was breaking her off because he wasn't. So I don't know. I don't think the money has anything to do with it. I just honestly, I do believe that at some point Karen just lost faith that Zach could be more than what he was showing her. And that's understandable. You know what I'm saying? When you in love with somebody, you do want to see them at their best. And it's like, how long are you supposed to wait for them to get there? I am a firm believer. I'm not waiting. I had a friend. <clears throat> well, I have a friend and she was in a horrible situation. And her thing was, I don't want to put all this stock into this person, help him become this great person. And then another, and this was her husband. He was a jackass, but she was like, I don't want to do all of this. And then another woman reaps the benefit of him. I said, well, let me tell you something. You can keep that pretty little, you know, dream of yours alive and keep that hope alive. But I would kindly give him up. And another woman can have him. I just feel like women, we some I can't speak on men, but women, we do ourselves a disservice trying to hold on to this piece of man because we're so fearful that another woman is going to get the whole him. Let another woman get the whole him. You're worth more than that. You don't have to keep fighting for a piece of nothing when there is a whole man out there waiting to love you and treat you like you deserve to be treated. So, no, let that mess go. I, I hate the idea of struggle love, and it is a excuse me, it is a theme that is heavily woven into black media. 
black movies, you know, black film, black sitcoms, black television. No. I wish we could just ban that. <laughs> Even though struggle love does exist, I just want us to see something different. You know, I just want us to have hope for something different. Um, the second question was, where was it? Um, do I think Zach is going to mess it up with Fatima? Well, but I, I just think they need to first establish what they are to each other. What are they going to do? Are they committed with, you know, are they committed to building? Are they committed to each other? What are they, what is going to, you know, um, signify what they are and what they're doing and where they're going. I think that needs to be established first before I can say he going to mess something up. Cause I don't know, you know what I'm saying? He seemed pretty serious, you know, about Fatima. I think he definitely genuinely likes her. Um, if anything, I, Fatima might mess it up with her insecurities because the more and more, you know, we we're seeing Fatima, the more and more we're seeing like, you know, Hmm. Fatima might not be this real boss chick that everybody claim her to be. You know what I'm saying? I never really saw her like that anyway. But, you know, no, I, I wouldn't say that about Zach. I wouldn't say he going to mess it up. I, I would just say he needs to know what they're doing. Because if you don't say anything, I mean, hell, he might go out there and get him a little piece on the side. Why not? If I'm not committed to you and you can't tell me what you want, why not? But, um, yeah, so that's all I'm going to give. 45 minutes. If you got to the end of this, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening. And I will be dropping some more videos um, about sisters leading up to the mid-season finale and even after. So if you have a question, you can definitely email me, um, hit me up on social media. All of that stuff will be in the description box. Someone asked me. I really don't promote my books like that. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. But someone inquired about it. I do write books. Um, I have a few um, I will put the link in my description box. You can find out everything there is to know what's going on with me, um, with my link tree, um, link. And I would definitely put that in there. So thank you for, you know, uh, telling me I should promote that more. You know who you are. So I will holler at y'all later. Y'all have a good one until next time. Don't be mad at me for being so critical, but if you are, you know what I'm saying? Listen to destiny's child, um, happy face and you'll be all right. <laughs> I'll let y'all later. Wait.